What's up, guys? Welcome to the Coach Fitz Podcast, where we simplify exercise and nutrition so you can get leaner, stronger, and become more energized. I'm your host, Brian Fitzsimmons. Let's get it started. Okay, we are live. Let me just scoot this back a little bit, get a little closer to my mouth so you can hear me a little bit better. How's it going, everybody? I am messing around a little bit with the setup here. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you might notice that I have a much comfier chair this time instead of like a bar stool chair. Um, yeah, I'm trying to set a little comfier of a mood. Um, give my butt a break because <laughs> the last one, the um, the one that went out on Monday, was about 40 minutes, but when I was actually doing it before it got trimmed down and edited, it was like 45. So not easy to hold that position for that long. Um, hopefully this couch setup feels much nicer. Um, also I'm hoping that it comes in a little bit clearer because now I have the, uh, light on my face (laughs) a little bit better than normal because the way that it's set up in the other spot, I got light shining down on me, which creates shadows and it just doesn't look good. So hopefully this comes in a lot better. So let's get on with the show. Um, for starters, um, not a whole lot has really changed or anything like no, nothing crazy, like another speeding ticket, like last time. Um, but I did get to see the new trailer for Moon Knight. For those of you that don't know, it's the next installment in the Disney Plus streaming for the Marvel, um, the MCU Marvel Universe. And it looks so freaking good. It's kind of like, it looks like a combination of like what, uh, if you ever seen the movie Split, where he's got like the multiple personalities. It's kind of like a combination of that. And I mean, Moon Knight is basically like um, Marvel's knockoff of Batman. So imagine like a combination of, or imagine Batman with split personality disorder. So it looks like really, really good. It's going to be good. I cannot wait. Um, And it also kind of comes off a little bit like a horror movie, which is right up my alley. I love the horror genre. So yeah. Hopefully, good things um, comes out in March though. So, little break. I think it's like six weeks between Bubba Fett and Moon Knight. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, the other thing that has been noticeable is last what was it Friday when I filmed the Monday podcast. Weather was beautiful. All things were going great, and I freaking jinxed it. <laughs> it is back to shitty. Jersey weather. Um, I know anybody listening in upstate New York is like, Oh God, I get it. I know. (laughs) Um, or anywhere else in the world that gets much worse, but it's just not fun having like the slush and the ice and all that makes for a gigantic pain in the ass going to, um, the at-home clients. So yeah, not a fun time, but it'll get better. I think in the forecast, at least this week, it's like kind of steady in the thirties. So it's going to be the usual weather, but nothing too, too crazy. Hopefully no crazy amounts of snow. I heard that, uh, uh, what was it? Um, on mobility Monday, 
in the Facebook group, somebody mentioned that um, there was somewhere in upstate New York that got like 22 inches. So I guess I have no right to complain about three or four. Uh, yeah. And then, oh, the other big thing that happened uh, that I forgot to mention in the last podcast is apparently for the first time in human history, somebody received a pig heart, like P-I-G, pig heart as a transplant for their heart, which is huge because I mean, up until now, you'd have to get on like a list and wait for a human heart, which is hard to come by, especially if they're in good condition. And now if you can get it from a, from a pig, I mean, this opens the door. I mean, I feel bad for those people that um, have religious issues with that because it kind of closes the door for them. But for anybody who doesn't have something that is restricting them from getting it, that could be a lifesaver. And it's really freaking cool to see the genetic manipulation of like the gene or the genes in the pig that allowed the human body to accept it. So it kind of opens the door for a lot of cool things in the future. I mean, it's mind blowing. I was just talking with somebody the other day about like technologically, just like talking about like video games. Like when I was like 10 years old, like the Nintendo 64 was out maybe a little younger than that, but like to see how far we've come from like N64 to what is now like the new generation consoles, like PS5 and all that wireless virtual reality. Like when it comes to medicine, if it's that, if medicine and technology are both exponentially improving, which I'm pretty sure is the case, this is insane. Cannot wait for the next 20 to 30 years just to see what comes up. And even further than that, can't wait to be that old guy that's like back in my day we had wires for everything or we had to use real hearts but yeah uh very very exciting so on with the show on to the next thing we're going to talk about three things today we're going to be talking about the mental benefits of exercise why 10 pounds of weight loss and 10 pounds of fat loss are very different and the best tip that you can get and the biggest thing that you can focus on to improve all of your lower body lifts. So let's start with the mental benefits. Reason I wanted to talk, to talk about this is because as people are progressing in their diets and they're realizing, is this a short-term plan or a long-term plan? Like one of the things that you got to think about is what's going to keep me coming back? What's going to keep me on the path and wanting to do this for the long term? Because a lot of people are just gutting it out, like waiting for that finish line. And that's a setup for failure. Because if there's a finish line in your head, like, oh, I'm just going to work out and eat right until this date. And then you plan on going back to old habits. When you go back to what you were doing, you're going to go back to how your body was. So one of the things that I noticed when I was working at the gym that I used to work at, and even now, the people that are the most consistent and the ones that get the job done day in, day out, that I have no doubt in my mind are going to be healthy and happy and like, at least within their control, like later in life, like the big thing that they all say, like almost across the board like, why, why are you like, when I ask them, why the heck are you doing this? Like, what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? And a lot of them say, 
for the it's the mental clarity like they cannot go about their day without working out because it improves every aspect of their day when it comes to their job some of them have such stressful jobs or like they deal with people on a daily basis that they just loathe talking to they're like if i didn't work out i would like punch this person in the face <laughs> or like the people that um like work a really really like long job that mentally just drains you like getting that little bit of kick of energy in the morning or like in the middle of the day like that breaks up your day makes a world of difference and let's say for the for the people that I've worked with that don't necessarily have like a super like stressful job it's just it improves the way that they like talk to people whether again that be at their job or when they come home and they see their family, like they're just happier people and they're just in a much better mood, much clearer state of mind, because it's very easy to get in this rut of like just this pent, always having this pent up energy, which can turn into anxiety and fester into a couple of different things. Like I know right now, my girlfriend is absolutely killing it, like doing an amazing job getting into the gym three, four days a week. Previously, she hadn't been going that that often, like maybe once or twice here and there, but now she's in a good groove. And it's like, we have the same conversation all the time. Like she's getting stressed out studying and like stuff at work. And I'm like, you know, it would make you feel better. And she's like, shut up. And I'm like, if you come with me to the gym, you could get out some of that energy. And she's like, I hate you right now. And I'm like, come on, you know, it'll be good. And then it's like kicking, it's like kicking and screaming the entire way. We get there. She gets in her zone, throws the headphones in, like goes on the elliptical or does the lifting program that I gave her. And then we finish and I give her that look like, hmm. And she's like, all right, I'm not giving you the satisfaction. No. And then she like gives a quick smile and I'm like, all right, she's feeling better. So if anybody has like any, like a spouse or a significant other, or even a kid that you could tell they're just like a ball of energy about to explode, like getting them in the gym can make a huge, huge difference. It can really relieve that tension, even for a brief moment. Like for some people, depending on how their day is, if they're constantly getting bombarded with stress, yeah, it's not going to take away all of it. But that brief moment in time where like, you don't have to think about anything, it's amazing. So like I was working with a guy on Friday and he stopped mid-session and he's like, it really just feels good to be so focused on the exercise that we're doing because then every appointment, every like thing that I have to do today is out of my head. Like I don't have to think about it for that brief moment in time. And it feels so good. And I'm like, yes, that's the connection that we want to make. That is the big breakthrough right there. Like w losing weight, gaining strength aside, the mental benefits are the big ones. That's the stuff that really, really changes your life and how you see the, how you react during the day. Just so many good things to come of focusing on mentally zoning out and focusing on what's in front of you rather than what's to come. Um, I think that hit all the topics on that, that I wanted to hit. Yeah. I'm not going to beat it to death. Just 
one of those things that you don't really realize when you start working out, but then you start doing it and you're like, oh, wow, this feels really good. Um, and it doesn't have to be a crazy workout. Like we were doing lifting weights, but like, this is like, um, the people that go out for runs and they get like that runner's high. Awesome. Awesome. Any form of exercise that can get you into that mental state of like focusing on just the exercise is incredible. Find the right one for you and you will be amazed at how good you feel. On to the next thing, which is, I feel like this might've perked up a couple ears in the beginning is why 10 pounds of losing weight and 10 pounds of losing fat are very, very different. So what I mean by this is when you lose weight, that is not guaranteed fat. And depending on how you're working out, depending on your nutrition, it could be very much or very little fat being lost and a lot of lean body mass being lost. Sorry, I got to rephrase that. <laughs> you, when you lose 10 pounds of weight, you're probably not losing as much fat as you think you are. When you lose 10 pounds of fat, you're not losing as much weight as you think you are. And I'll explain a little bit more. So let's say you, I'll paint the picture here. Let's say you're only doing diet. Like you see those dumb arguments on um, Instagram or whatever. And you see people say, oh, it's all about diet. Oh, it's all about workout. Oh, it's X percentage of this and that. And it's like, you just decide, okay, I'm going to do the diet only. And so you hop on the diet and we'll say 10, 12 weeks later, you're like 10 pounds down and you hop on the scale, you see that 10 pounds and you're like, all right, what happens there when you don't include exercise is your body gets rid of like it's very efficient. And when your body's efficient, it's very good at storing things like fat. So when you do lose that weight, more times than not, it's going to be muscle that goes first because muscle is very expensive on the body. When your body is trying to maintain muscle, like it requires a lot, a lot of calories because it's just your muscles are more metabolically active than fat tissue. So that's usually first to go. And then let's say you're not, your diet does not support like a healthy composition and say you're low on certain things like calcium or something like that. And all of a sudden now your body is pulling from your bones to get what it needs. So now you're losing bone mineral density and now you're getting into a place where you could potentially even become like osteoporotic or something like that. That's worst case scenario, but these are real things that can happen. Um, because going on extreme diets and going on and losing a lot of weight does come with potential side effect of losing bone mineral density and leading to things like osteoporosis. But on the flip side, let's say you lost 10 pounds of weight or sorry, 10 pounds of fat, because not only did you do diet, you also included resistance training because when you do resistance training and you focus on the concept of progressively overloading, which is doing more every single time that you go into the gym, whether that be more weight, more repetitions, more sets, maybe another day in the gym that week, all of those things are progress, which 
when you progress and when you push your body to get better, it needs to change. And when it changes, it adds on muscle, it adds on bone mineral density, which are two things like we talked about before that you really, really want because not only do they keep you from breaking your hip from just walking, they also help you live a higher quality of life. But in the context of losing fat, when your body is pushed to this point where it has to add on muscle, when you're in a caloric deficit, your body has to pull energy from somewhere because the, def like the definition of being in a caloric deficit is consuming food and expending enough energy where the net balance of energy is negative. And that net balance of negative calories is made up by pulling from either fat stores, your muscle or your bone or tissue around the body. So when you do those exercises that force your body to put on muscle, then there's only really one place to pull it from and that's fat. So that's why when you lose 10 pounds of fat and you get on the scale, sometimes it only shows three, four pounds down, but you could have lost 10 pounds of fat because you're adding on the muscle and the bone density while you're burning the fat. But, and when you look in the mirror, it's going to be vastly different. So when you lose the 10 pounds of weight without the exercise to follow, you really are just becoming a smaller version of yourself. So yes, you are lighter, but your body composition won't change going to be you in a smaller version. So if you're going for like a toned look, that just won't happen because your body doesn't have a reason to tone up, to drop body fat and show off any muscle. But when you do the exercise to support the diet and you have that muscle underneath, that's where the skin starts to like to look a little bit more firm. That's where you show off um, the muscle that you have been working so hard for. That's where you start seeing the shape in your arms. That's where you start, like, if you push it far enough, that's where that pouch on your belly starts to disappear and the love handles start going away. Like, I know I'm using this language to, and like, I'm not a big fan of critiquing people's bodies, but I'm just laying out the picture so, like, you can get a good visual of what I'm talking about. So, if a better body composition is your goal and you're not just trying to lose weight, you're actually trying to feel better and to look more toned, that's the way to go. You want to include the resistance training so that you have something to show off and you're not just becoming a smaller version of yourself on the way to like what some people would call like a skinny fat physique. Like that's something that if you're trying to tone up, that's not the direction you want to go. So do those resistance training exercises, focus on progressing over time, and that's going to yield better results if the goal is the toning. Um, did I miss anything there? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just remember, if you're not losing the weight on the scale, don't be discouraged. I've seen many people drop a lot of inches and not lose a pound. So if you're going to start your weight loss journey or say you're in it already, go ahead and get some body measurements like around the waist, around both thighs, around both biceps, and that'll give you a good idea of how you are like baseline and then measure again four to eight weeks later 
and you you'll be amazed at the difference between measurements and how it reflects on the scale. Let's see. Next and last but not least is what do we got? Oh, the best tip for all lower body exercises. Now, when I say all lower body exercises, I mean any lower body exercise that is like a free weight exercise or you use the barbells or dumbbells, cables, any of that stuff that requires you to keep contact with the floor. And what I'm going to be talking about is the concept of the tripod foot. Now, when like back, what, 10, 20 years ago, a lot of people were hammering home that concept of like smashing your foot into the ground and like pressing, like flattening your feet into the ground. But now that we know better, we can elaborate on that a little bit and get a little more context around it. When you're doing like a squat or an RDL or a deadlift or anything, what we want to aim for is the tripod foot, which is your big toe, like the ball of your big toe, the ball of your pinky toe and your heel being in contact the entire time you're doing the movement. So you're not losing any contact. What happens a lot of times when people first start to learn how to deadlift or to squat, like we really, as trainers, we cue pushing the butt back, which is really good because a lot of people can't really engage their glutes and hamstrings just yet. And more, most people are very quad dominant. So in the, in the process of learning that motion of the hips, sometimes more, more times than not, you'll see the toes start to come off of the ground because they're sitting so far back. And that's when you've kind of gone too far. <laughs> um, but when you keep those toes anchored into the floor and you get the hips moving back, you get not only does the movement quality improve, you also get a lot more core activation out of that because one of the hidden secrets of the core is actually the big toe. So if you want to know what I'm talking about, stand up right now, wherever you're at, or if you're driving, don't stand up. <laughs> but when you get out of the car, or if you're at home right now, listening, get up on your feet and now get as tall as you can. Now, what I want you to do is to make sure your feet are flat and now take your big toe and, on both feet and push it into the ground as hard as you can. And you're going to feel your abs start to tighten up a little bit. So that's the key to the abs. Okay. For people that like struggle with like pelvic floor stuff, like this can be a very, very big help and it can develop over time so that you get your core nice and strong, which will only help when it comes to lower body movements when it like you're trying to add strength and improve form. Uh, by the way, you could sit down now. That was the, that was it. <laughs> um, but yeah, when it comes to performance in like squatting or deadlifting, doing that over and over and over again is not only going to build strength in the core and you'll feel it like in your calves and your feet, like you will notice your feet start to develop a little bit. Um, but it also, improves form without even thinking about it. And what I mean by that is when it comes to the alignment of your feet, your ankles, your knees, and your hips, when you do focus on that arch in your foot, like that active arch, which comes from keeping that tripod foot, okay, we don't want that arch to be completely flat because that's not very stable. We want it slightly arched and active. So when actually <laughs> we're going to go back down, focusing on that foot. So this time go to a seated position. So kind of like I am right now, 
while you're sitting down, get that tripod foot. And then you're going to take your finger and put it right under the inside of your foot towards the middle. And that area should be in the air. Now, not super duper high, like we're trying to arch it as much as possible, but it shouldn't be flat on the ground. So almost like if you were to take a bottle cap or a quarter and put it in the middle of your foot on the inside, it shouldn't be touching. That's how you know you have a nice active arch and your foot is engaged. And then you're going to notice when you do that, watch your, so relax your foot and then now get it again and see how your knee kind of drifts outwards a little bit. That's what I'm talking about. When you have that active arch, your knee just naturally lines up and that's the midpoint between your ankle and your hip. So if that's nice and straight, everything else is going to line up nicely, which is going to make your joints a lot more strong, uh, a lot stronger because now they're lined up and they're in a more mechanically advantageous position. Uh, look at that, me breaking out the super smart words. Um, but yeah, that's basically why we're doing it. You want to get that active arch so that it lines up everything and you're stronger. And when you do that, it's going to keep your joints healthier because you don't have any extra stress on any of the joints in a way that could piss it off. Um, and yeah, only good things from there. Then you get the most development out of the muscles and you get stronger over time, which leads to good, good things. So I hope that that was entertaining. I hope that you got a little bit out of that. So yeah, practice it, show it off to your family, your friends, like, Hey, I learned this on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, let me just make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Nailed it all. So in conclusion to this episode, um, focusing on the mental benefits and the stress relief that is associated with exercise can really help you in the long term and make your day significantly better. Um, when it comes to losing weight, focus on burning fat, get that resistance exercise in. Don't do diet only if you're trying to tone up and, and look a certain way, because if you do just diet only, you're only going to be a smaller version of yourself. The body composition will not improve like it would if you did resistance training with your diet and focus on that tripod foot. Okay. No flat feet, no super duper high arches, just an active foot big toe, pinky toe, heel in contact with the floor, all the way up, all the way down on those exercises. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you got some actionable tips that'll help you improve your lifting and your life. So go kick some ass this week. I'll see you next time for the best way to burn belly fat part two on Monday. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, be sure to leave a five-star review. If you found the information helpful, go ahead and share it with somebody you think could use it too. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.